0: Welcome to Truth Talks, I'm Leanne Tomasiewicz and today, in collaboration with Aura, we are celebrating the individuals who have been achieving a significant impact in their organizations. Uh, I'm Head of Truth and we are the sponsors of the Individual Impact Client Side Award and we're interviewing each of our four finalists to better understand how they have made an impact and any advice they have for us so that we too can have influence in our organizations. Now, you might be wondering, you know, actually, I've heard of Aura, but I don't really know what they do or what they're about. So actually, we spoke to Suzanne Luthgart, who is marketing leader, Aura, and she filled us in on uh, and helping us get to know Aura a bit more. And also in terms of the award that we're looking at, the Individual Impact Client Side Award, exactly what were the judges looking for when they selected the finalists?
1: So Aura is a membership organisation, and it's exclusively for people working client-side in market research. Um, And apart from the Auras, we run about 25 events each year, uh, some online, some face-to-face. And our membership spans some of the biggest research teams out there, people like Diageo, Sky, Sky. Nat West are all longtime members. But we've also got lots of really small research teams as well, people often one or two researchers for whom Aura effectively becomes their extended team. So what they've all got in common is this desire to grow, to learn from each other, and to raise the profile. Of research and insight within their organisation. So, delivering impact has always been very much at the heart of everything that Aura does, um, and we have our Insight Impact Award that you're probably familiar with, which celebrates case studies, you know, work that's had a massive impact on organisations, and that can be contributing towards profitability, it can be about helping businesses understand their customers better, it can be about influencing stakeholders to think differently. And and last year that was won by BT with a customer closeness company um, who brought customers into the organisation at speed and at scale to change the culture of the organisation help the business make better decisions and raise the profile of the research team. But of course, that work that wins Insight Impact is usually a project and it's usually a team effort. And we recognise that there are probably hundreds of people in individual Insight teams who are making an impact on an almost daily basis who don't get that opportunity to be celebrated in the same way as a high profile project. And, And that's why we wanted to celebrate them. So we were looking for in the nominations people who demonstrated uh the mindset and behaviors that bring about impact so genuine team players people with that can-do attitude people that you know you can trust to go the extra mile to deliver not just great work but also be a, a hugely positive impact on the team as well so
0: today we've got Annie Edwards and Helen James from Mid Counties Co-op, and they're going to be telling us all about what they did to have a significant impact in their business. So um, let's start. I, I guess Annie, uh, just to kind of let people know that you are the insights and analysis manager um, mm-hmm. at Mid Counties Co-op. Congratulations on becoming a finalist for this award. Thank you. <laughs> um, how did you feel when you when you heard the news? Uh, Totally shocked. I wasn't even aware that I'd been
2: nominated. So so I've had this email through. I read through it twice trying to figure out if it was genuine. (laughs) And I was like, what is this? Um, But yeah, then a really nice surprise, really, really touched to have been nominated. And then yeah, even happier to have been shortlisted.
0: Yeah, amazing. How wonderful to be a finalist for an award you didn't even know that you were nominated for. (laughs) So we've also got Helen, and now you nominated Annie. Um, you're a head of member trade and communications at Mid Counties Co-op. So, so what led you to put this submission in, and obviously not tell Annie anything about it?
3: Yeah. Um, so I, I think to begin with, it's worth having a little bit of context. So. Mid-Counties Cooperative, has. we run a number of businesses. And I think people think of the co-op as being about food stores, but we actually have quite an extensive travel business. Um, We run childcare nurseries. I don't know if you knew that. Um, And we also have a utilities business. So gas, electricity, phone and broadband. So that's quite a broad business, really, that we have. A number of, you know, quite different areas, very different customer needs. And we have an insight team of three, um, which is you know, really quite small for that breadth um, of business. And I think within that context, it would be very easy to become someone who was on the hamster wheel, responding, prioritising requests, desperately trying to do as much as, possible to meet the needs of those four quite substantial businesses um, so my nomination really was about how annie shows up in that context and how actually she despite the fact that we've got a broad business and a small insight team she um takes on through everything she does a kind of real sort of leadership approach and a, how can i make sure that i make this work have an impact rather than just churning lots of stuff out um, and I guess that the moment, the period when I was quite involved with, in working with Annie was when the head of her area was on maternity leave. So she's a senior person down, um, even more tempting to become that, you know, let's just keep it ticking over and try and keep our heads above water. Um, and she didn't do that at all. She really stepped up and led the agenda and, you know, created a really proactive insight agenda, despite what, you know, what I think is quite a lot of challenge um, that makes makes that difficult.
0: Mm -hmm. and was there a moment where you thought oh my goodness I can't believe what what Annie's doing or achieving was there a moment that it kind of clicked with you
3: yeah, I think, I mean, there are lots of things. We worked closely together um, on lots of things, but I think the thing that stood out for me was um, when we'd created our overall strategy for our overall marketing team um, and Annie worked with her team to create an insight strategy. So totally proactively, it wasn't, you know, she sort of took her team off um, and they pulled together, okay, these are the things we need, to, but this is a resource we've got. These are the things we therefore need to, to drop that aren't adding Um, as much value as we want. And these are the things that we want to do to really try and push forward and be much more proactive and make sure we make an impact. And there is a particular piece of work that um, they'd been doing a lot of work on in the previous two years, setting up quite an extensive CSAT program. So a lot of that strategy was about how that CSAT program starts to make an impact in the business and change decisions, rather than just being numbers that people look at. So I think that was the moment because I thought, gosh, you know, you've got all this demand, you've got your head of department um, out of the business, and you're not being paid any more to do this, and yet what you're doing is actually grabbing hold of it say how do we make this better than it is now and how are we really proactive
0: yeah yeah and
3: I, I'm going there's
0: lots of great points in there I want mm. to come back to but Annie I just wanted to touch on you know so you've took uh, based on your own initiative you decided to develop a strategy for the insight team Why, mm-hmm. what made you do that
2: so I think like Helen alluded to we with, with us being such a small team you can end up getting bogged down with just doing a lot of that day-to-day work. And at the time, we would just come out of quite a big project change. So we had been running a CSAT programme for a number of years, but um, I decided that it was time for us to change suppliers. So that's quite a big task in itself, to to switch to another supplier and keep programmes running and then roll it out. So we'd gone through this whole change period um, of just embedding this new system into the organization. And then we were looking at, well, what have we got from a resource point of view? And the strategies were starting to be discussed. So I approached Helen and said, I'd like as I would like me and my team to develop our own strategy because actually we know what it is that we can do, we know what our skill set is, we know what's probably best to feed into the business. So actually could we have a go at saying if we were going to start, stop and continue certain things, what that would be so that we can open up our resource and actually make a bigger impact in the areas that is going to help the business and also get out from just doing the the program project side and actually make sure that the business can start using the outputs from that whole project better for their organization. Um, And it wasn't wasn't me. It was about involving my team because they've got a load of resource and they've got so much skill set between them that this was about making sure that they had an input into that strategy as well, not just me, that it wasn't just me creating it and doing it upon somebody, that they came along on the journey for us. And it it was quite transformational. I think we felt refreshed from doing it because actually we had a chance then to sort of own what we were going to do in the organisation and have a bit of say and start to switch from being sort of doers to being a bit more of a consultant to the business. So almost an agency within... That business, rather than just doing and churning through what the organisation asks us to do
0: all the time. Hmm. I've got a sense that the the idea of ownership and taking control more about well, what does the business really need, rather than everyone in the organisation telling you what they need, feels mm. like a bit of a step change. Do you mm-hmm. do you think that's true, or is this is it because of what's been going on in our industry or the wider world it you know I don't know does that feel true for you and can you explain it
2: yeah so I'd say whenever you roll out insights programs it's it takes a long time I think to embed those into organizations and I think over the years of me working within the role so I've been in the role um for five and a half years now I'd built up that ability to be able to start to inform and probably suggest things rather than necessarily just taking what the business has asked for. And I think it felt like at the right time, um, like I say, with my manager being on maternity leave, it kind of opened up the opportunity then for me to be able to almost step up and say, actually, why don't we try and do it this way? And you're not going to win all of those battles because there is certain things that the business still expects and and would want but it was a chance for us to try and have some input into actually have you thought about this or maybe we could start doing it this way instead so yeah well it was a step change um, but I think it's make, making sure the business is, is ready for that step change and that felt like the right
3: time. Um, on that yeah I mean I think it's also about just kind of working with people and working with the business and understanding the people you're trying to influence so you know I think that. And is very modest and perhaps doesn't recognize that because she's really good at just understanding what people are doing at listening to uh, to people where they're coming from uh, you know what their issues are she's actually far better able to influence because she's you know she's adapting her style to suit um, to suit them so I think you know having this insight agenda is a great example of actually okay this is what we want to achieve And now I need to make the business want me to do this. Um. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, and I guess that's thinking about influence, the ability to influence or to have impact. What sort of qualities do you need to have? I don't know. Did you spot this in Annie or have you seen it in others
3: in your career? Yeah, I mean, I've seen lots of different styles. And I think, you know, where the most effective people I see are the people who, Get close to the business, who understand their agenda, who are there in all the meetings they don't necessarily need to be, in, and then just are absorbing the sort of general what's going on, what are the priorities, what are the people like, how do you influence them, are watching other people, um, and then you know they kind of they come at you when because they build they build all of that um, that credibility. They're you know they're working with the business, and then you know when they have got something where they really need to challenge, they've got all that credibility already and they can do it. So I think that's a far more effective way to influence. I have seen the people who do a brilliant piece of work and a brilliant presentation and steamroller everyone, but I generally those people have less impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's, 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 it's all the build up and the relationship building that happens um, in advance of that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that you can then come at Helen. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I, I liked also something that you said, Helen, or that in our conversation, you talked about, well, she just does it, you know? So it feels like that's an important quality as
3: well. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Annie and I were talking about it a little bit earlier, and there's almost an element of manipulation to influence, isn't there? In terms of, you know, you, she knows what she wants to happen, um, but she needs to make me or whoever it is in the business want that too and make it happen and you know Annie's very focused on um you know you're you know exactly what you think is the right thing to do and it's just a case of getting getting other people aligned to that and sometimes flexing as well to you know to take their input
1: Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. so annie what
0: i mean it sounds like there's some context is that there's a change of a program actually that felt like the trigger to be more proactive although i guess the change in program itself was an act of proactivity was mm. there anything else that encouraged you to do what you've done or that's kind of led you to, to be nominated in this way
2: um yes i think you're right i think the main that change was taking the initiative to change the the, the platform that we were using um when we first started the CSAT program, it was coming at a time when we were trying to move the business from being quite operationally led to start thinking about the customer in the room um, or more external trends, not necessarily just about sales and and waste and category changes. It was more about, well, what's the people that are using your business? What do they think and what do they want to change? So. That was already quite a step change going back sort of six years ago of this is how we're going to do things now. and We're going to talk about the customer in the room. Um, but it kind of went so far. And then it got to the point when we were ready then, I think, to move to a different supplier and sort of leverage that insight slightly better. And it, insights and research isn't about it just sitting in, in one silo team. It's really about every, every person in an organization owns that customer journey. Um, and that customer experience is not just about the service, it's about the end, you know, from the first impressions all the way through to the checkout. So when we changed suppliers, it was to put the insight and the action into the hands of the people that could make the change, not just us. Um, and then moving it forward, it was then about, well, now that we've got this, this new dashboard in place and people can action and, and see the day-to-day feedback, what can we do differently to to drive a bigger impact so how can we show up at meetings and actually show them something slightly different bring in some maybe external insight um so that they're not just thinking about what our customers are telling us but actually it's reflective on the outside world as well Um, so it was about building those relationships with those stakeholders in each of those business groups like like helen said we're we're a small team but we cover the breadth of the whole of our business so actually understanding what's happening in a childcare nursery through to what's happening in a food store you've you've got to really build that relationship with them and it is about absorbing a lot of what's happening and what's going on in those business groups so that you can correctly interpret the results that you're seeing and also probably offer the best advice as to maybe where their efforts could be best aligned if they're going to make an impact so it was it was about building up trust as well with those individuals so that they trust you to be able to come into those meetings hear business sensitive information sometimes and then be able to feed something in at the right point and that's going to help them to make a change
3: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, and did you have any struggles along the way in in making this all happen? You're making it sound pretty easy. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> and I'm guessing, well, not entirely, not not, not easy with a team yeah. of three. But I guess, were there any barriers you had to, to overcome? Because I guess, you know, there might be other people listening who think, well, we've only got a small team. We mm-hmm. can't find enough hours in the day. But yet you've been able to go above and beyond and make this happen. So mm-hmm. I guess, how did you do it? What, what sort of struggles did, were you able to overcome? So I
2: think... Going back to being operationally led and having to change that that culture, I think it's having the right people in your organisation that will open those doors for you as well. Um, and for us, it was our, our CEO. So he was really keen for us to bring in a, a customer satisfaction programme that would be always on, always listening. And I think when you've got that top-down approach, then that really helps to be able to get all the right people listening at the right points in that journey it is definitely not a bottom-up approach it is that that top down so he he really helped to open up some of those doors so that we could have those conversations um like i said that was the biggest barrier was overcoming probably from an operational point of view why why should i listen to what you've got to say when actually we've got sales data that tells us whether we're performing well or not well actually some of the, what we might find out from the CSAP tracking could be a lag indicator that actually, this is a problem now, but you might not notice it in your sales until six months down the line. And then you've got a bigger battle then to be able to turn it around.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And And was it your CEO who was able to get people to listen to that? I mean, it sounds like you've done all the relationship building, so they were listening. Mm-hmm. But was there anything specific that the CEO did? I, again, I'm trying to think about if people have got other stakeholders, they mm-hmm. want all this, their their CEO to open doors for them. Yeah. What sorts of thing they should they be asking them to do? So our exec made it part of every
2: um, exec agenda meeting. So I would be invited along um, even monthly at the moment it's quarterly, so that we can go and present to all the executives. So even if it's an executive that's not part of those trading groups, so that they understand and can see what's happening in their business. Even if you're, you know, in finance, actually understanding what could what could affect sales if you're looking at budgeting or forecasting. So he enabled us to be able to get to that forum of people, so that they could listen, and then I think that makes it a little bit easier then to get down to our next level again so Mm -hmm. being able to go across to those senior team meetings and that will probably sometimes be more by my own invites rather than necessarily them it's about being brave enough that Mm -hmm. knowing who your stakeholders are that you feel confident enough to go over and say can i start coming to some of your senior team meetings that we can start discussing these results does it need to be weekly does it need to be monthly it could be every quarter but trying to get that in with the person that you think has got the most influence within that group is probably the best way of starting to make your way forward and show what impact you can make. And you start to understand who your who your stakeholders are in your organization. So within food, we're really lucky. We had our head of operations who on a Sunday morning when the results would go live, he'd always go and have a look. And he'd be the first one over to my desk on a Monday going, Oh, yeah. do you see how many compliments we had last week? And <laughs> so having that person that's leading from an operational point of view was like, oh, great, I'm going to leverage this and mm-hmm. try and make sure I can get to their senior team meetings so that we can talk about the results and hear any problems they might have their side as well, whether that's a problem with how they're receiving the results or anything that they'd like to see. Just helps you to start to understand a little bit about what's happening in those
0: areas. Mm-hmm. Have you got anything to add, Helen?
3: Um. In terms of, yeah, I mean, I think lots of things. There are Annie mentioned. The CEO has obviously been a big big advocate, and you know the fact that Annie goes to every exec and has been to our board, you know, and is it you know she's taking that information directly. Just it's a, a signal to her, but also to the wider business that this is really important because it's worth an hour of exec time um, to go through it. Um, I think you know our. Chief Marketing Officer came in a couple of years ago, and she's very much mm-hmm. um, an advocate for everything being insight-led. So I think you know that has helped with some of our big strategic mm-hmm. pieces, hasn't it? That they've they've begun with insights. So I think you do need those. You can't just do it all on your own. You do need those those people who are actually advocates and are helping to open the door and and show the way. And it's fab to have an operational head who is such an advocate because, you know. He's grown up managing stores, grown up through that process. He's got lots of credibility with his team. And, you know, that will really help them to, to follow along. Great.
0: And was there a, like, when did you know, Annie, that you thought, oh, actually, we're achieving something here, or actually, no, we are really making a difference? Was there a something that happened or where you thought, you know, this is, this is really great. Um,
2: I don't, probably not some, I think when you're so busy, you don't probably realize how, how, how big it's built so quickly sometimes, if that makes sense. So Mm. it was probably being invited to more meetings was probably a good indication that people were prepared to listen to me, go and present, you know, the insight that me and the team have generated that was probably a good indication. And at the time you think, oh gosh, am I going to pull in another meeting here and another meeting there? But it's again, like, like Helen said, it's a good indicator that the business is, is willing and ready to listen to you. And they're going to put that time aside for you to go and present for an hour or, you know, a couple of months ago, it ended up being over three different meetings because there was so much to talk about that they've now said, we need to keep you longer with the next agenda. So it's kind of gone from a half an hour update to now every quarter will probably need an hour and a half to cover off the content. And that's because it's not me talking at them for that whole time. It's them asking me questions back, challenging back, suggesting why things are the way that they are. So it, it then becomes, it's more of a conversation. Again, it's not me telling them what they need to do. That's not my approach at all. It's about bringing people along with me for the journey and understanding how we get from A to B together rather than me saying it's this and that's it. It's a much softer approach.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and you're enabling those conversations. You're enabling the business to think about and discuss what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um so so uh, so it sounds like the key metric is if you're being invited to more meetings you're probably having an impact (laughs) (laughs) and if the meetings are getting longer it means that actually it's probably becoming more actionable because they as you say they're challenging asking questions thinking about about what to do Mm -hmm. um can i can i ask you i mean from the from the the finalists that i've been speaking with it feels like there's a attitude or a mindset that someone has Mm -hmm. and it feels like it's just all it's something that's always been there and maybe it's something that's that's evolved over time but is there an influence for you a mentor a formative book or something that helps demonstrate or explain you know why Helen says things like she just does it or you know she comes at you because she's been able to better understand what's going on do you do you have any <laughs> you have any thoughts about that
2: um i suppose so we did this whole sort of what sort of person you are test didn't we a few months ago helen and what groups we fell into and i'm definitely a a reflector and i like to listen and i like to see i like to understand what's going on um and build relationships that way so I don't necessarily when I think of influencers I think it depends what point you are in your career because I think you pick up things from the people that you're around and meetings that you go to and hearing how people speak and then what sort of impact that has in the room it's quite easy
0: to read actually um, and if we uh, thinking about the about everyone listening if they want to be more impactful or, you know, they want to be nominated next year, what what do they need to be like? What sorts of things do they need to be doing? And I guess kind of thinking about all the things that you've talked about, but all the things that you've learned on this journey. What kind of advice could you give to them?
2: I think it's thinking about where that organization is in their readiness to receive insight. Are they... Are they still at the start of that journey where they've been quite operationally led or have they been used to receiving insight and and therefore maybe it's that step change? So we were probably a few years ago just sending out a lot of our reports rather than taking it to those meetings. So then you're wondering why nothing changes and you get nothing back, but it's, Sometimes it's about trying to get it's about getting onto their agenda so you can talk to them about the insight because everyone's so busy, gets so many emails that actually them picking up my report in their inbox a couple of years ago, why would they? Because they probably didn't understand what the impact would be. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're looking to try and have that step change, it's probably about thinking right. Well, who are my stakeholders? Who's going to be the person above me that's going to help drive this? Because it is about opening up those those doors for you to be able to to be in part of those meetings so that you can start to show them what you're capable of doing and it's it's ever evolving. We go to these meetings and they'll challenge us and they'll they'll ask for something different. So it's being prepared to evolve what you're doing from what you're doing today. Because if it's not working in its current format, then there needs to be that step change that's reflective for the business and the people that are, are receiving the insight to see what the difference should be. So I feel like we're at a point now where because they're used to, they they know us, they trust us, they can see the output they get from the team is high. So I feel like sometimes we can send them a report now or some findings from research project because the business talks about it and any strategy will usually come back to what does the customer think? What what does the external consumers think? Because it's not just about csat tracking for us it's about anything that's happening outside of our society in our business um then they'll think of coming back to us so actually sometimes you can then just land a report in someone's mailbox because they'll be looking out for it or they'll be ready to read it because they they know that the, the output is is high so yeah it's, it's thinking top-down approach who is your stakeholders and how can you build those relationships with them so that you can actually take the insight to them an action
0: change that way. Okay, yeah. And, and it sounds like you had, you had realized that and that actually it was to get in front of them. I, again, it's, it's coming mm-hmm. back to, to having a relationship mm-hmm. um, to be able to influence more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, is there anything else, anything else that you would suggest if we're giving people strategies for being more influential?
3: And I would wonder, I think, you know, we've talked about credibility and about building credibility and working alongside people and, um, you know, actually helping them so that they see you as being on their on their side rather than an enemy, if you like, someone who's trying to, but, you know, they see you as being in their camp. Um, you know, we've talked a bit about influencing stars. And I think, you know, Annie's way of influencing might be different from someone else's, but you need to know yourself and where you're comfortable and where you're skilled and actually understand the people you're trying to influence. And then the third thing I would say is tenacity, because it, you know it doesn't just all happen for you you have to keep going and there are low moments as well as high moments aren't there um Mm, but you know if you've really got that ownership and you want to make a difference you kind of need to just keep going with it because you you know Mm -hmm. you've got the voice of the customer you know you've got the right thing at your heart you've just got to make it work within the business Mm -hmm. yeah and working with your your team so it's Mm. you know
2: some people be blessed to have large departments and teams around them if you are like us where you've, it's a small function for what we we cover. It's actually, you're not expected to do this on your own. It's it's a team effort and empowering your team to be able to take responsibility for certain things. And, you know, they have, a, they've got certain skills, you know, you're not supposed to know everything as an individual. It's about working together to get the best output then. Um So I'd, I'd say that's, again, a good, a good, outtakes i think people think that it's got to be an individual impact but it isn't it's about how you work well as a team as much as anything
0: Mm. i mean it sounds like that's been a theme as well it's it's only when the team is involved that you can actually fully Mm. make a difference Uh, is there do you have any tips for how how to get the team on side or you talk about empowering responsibility Mm. is there anything else that you did that you thought Actually, that was really effective. We now better understand each other. People are now thinking more about the customer. I mean, is there anything? Sometimes it's just the really small things that you can do that can make a big impact. As an individual team, do you mean, Leanne, sorry, all the wider teams? Yeah, well, just thinking about, well, yeah, you've got to get lots of people on board. Actually, that you become influential because everybody is... Got involved, or mm. everybody's got an understanding of where you're going and what you're achieving, or everybody is aligned. Um, and I'm and I'm just thinking about how do you get the team, how do you get everyone to to understand and work in that way? Is there anything else? Obviously, we talk about relationship building, getting them on side, but is there anything else that's been really effective in helping you do that? I suppose another area that we've we've started in the
2: last couple of years, and it's It's probably since our CMO joined the organization is having a yearly consumer trends report that we we put together. So it's obviously every business goes through strategy planning once a year or could do real iterations throughout the year. But the businesses would, would go off in their own different directions and put together their strategies but it wouldn't always potentially be aligned to each other's because they've done their own research externally. So we've introduced a couple of years ago uh, a Consumer Trends report that looks at a number of different sources um, and helps us understand what external impacts are happening, what's on the horizon, what's what's happening now, with, what's the state of the nation. Um, so we put that together and that gets briefed out to all of the senior leaders and the exec teams before they start their strategy planning days. So then everyone's starting off with the same amount of information and research, but it's structured so that they're all using that information to feed into their strategies. So that's been quite impactful. And again, that's that's grown in size as well, and it gets presented to um, executive and senior, senior leaders in the business, um, but also the board so that when the board is... Is doing their strategy planning. They can understand what the trends are externally because they see a lot of what we do internally and what the customer voice is. But this is about pulling in some external insight, and that's been that's been quite a step change as well for the organisation.
0: So sounds brilliant. Uh, sounds like a really great a great piece of work. And is is that something that that the insights team? helps bring together based on everything that's happened in the last 12 months? Or how does that come come together?
2: Yeah, so it's, it's the Insights team that pulled together. It's a lot of desktop research um, or um, it could be different subscriptions that we've got that we are pulling from. So we, we've got our main trends that we know we're looking at as an organisation. So it's looking at how that's changed from the previous year um, and what the new what the new demands of our customers are for the year ahead if you like for example last year was quite interesting because everything had that cost of living lens on it so actually that had a huge impact on a lot of the trends externally and then as a business I think again it's just been appreciative of well actually if there's a cost of living crisis is this going to be the right approach for the business this year if the customers are being really careful about their finances so it's making them think about what's happening outside of the business rather than just necessarily looking at what our sales targets are
0: yeah no, it makes a lot of sense it sounds like a really a really helpful piece of work and again a way to align the business it feels mm-hmm. like the insight t- the insight team is playing a really important role mm-hmm. on that basis yeah. Um so so thinking about all the success has that has been had what about the future now the future of the insight team and the plans <laughs> uh, going forward I don't know like I mean obviously you pro- maybe there's not a lot that you're able to give away now but mm-hmm. how has this experience now shaped what you want to do or your own career aspirations what you want to do in the business what are your thoughts it's I suppose being
2: where we are it' it just enables us to grow what we're doing further um, and how we can expand the team how we can do put in more analysis so can we look at member analysis alongside um, any of our customer metrics as well so it's it's just really given us that gift to be able to to do more and inform and be more of a consultant to say we what else could we pull in? But um, it's like most people know from their insights programmes or the research that they do, it's constantly evolving. So, you know, we're now looking at whether the questions that we've got in our survey are still right. We, you know, we've know we moved forward a couple of years. So it's also being brave enough to evolve what you've got. It's not that you've got a programme in place and key metrics need to stay the, stay, stay the same, but it's about being brave enough as well to challenge and go well actually let's let's look at this question set instead let's have a look at what we can change here so that we can um, understand if this is having an impact in those organizations and those businesses
0: mm-hmm. so it's so a more focus on more focus and boldness around what you think is helpful mm-hmm. as opposed to just trying to do everything because yeah. that's how it's always been done
2: yeah and with us having the opportunity to feed into the strategy it with the greatest one in the world you can't always say no to everything but if you've put a strategy together and you've had your buy-in from from your leaders in the organization it makes a little bit easier then to be able to go yes or no if it's going to conflict with deadlines because something else is part of the strategy so I think it's That's given us the courage now that we know we can do that again this year and sort of set that agenda again as to what we think we want to do as a team that will feed into that overall strategy then for the business. Mm
0: -hmm. And what about you personally, Annie? What are your, (laughs) not that that Helen wants you to go anywhere different, but I just mean in terms (laughs) of, you know, it sounds like you're looking more at, you know, leadership skills and how you grow, but has this experience also made you think, well, actually, you know, I want to be able to do more of this or that. Um, Yeah, I suppose
2: it's my, my career is, I would like to, like I say, I want to develop my leadership capabilities and skills to be able to continue leading the team. Um, I think I'm always aspiring to try and do more and learn more. And, and, you know, that's, half the battle when you've got a small team is because you perhaps can't do everything that you want to do um so for me it's just it's learning more about what i could do externally from the co-op so by that i mean the reason we became members of aura was because you can get quite siloed in your organization and you don't know what you don't know so It's about trying to network where we can so that we can understand, well, what are other organizations doing that are are making that impact or that they're doing something different from, from what we are doing, because otherwise, I think you become a little bit trapped in just carrying on doing what you're doing day to day. Um, So, yeah, I think as a team, we're quite, we're quite keen to, to be able to do more of those networking events and just learn from other people. Um, so that we can bring some of those great ideas back here to see if anything will work in our organisation. So, yeah, for me, it's just developing my, my career within insights and research.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and Aura, it feels like a, a really collaborative place where you mm. can um, share and learn from each other, which is yeah. brilliant. Uh, so, so any sort of last piece of advice? So, you know, people are thinking about, I'd love to be nominated, Like, what do they focus on? What do they do? What is their attitude? You know, I start with you, Helen. Mm-hmm. What, what sort of advice would you give to people?
3: Um, I think to sort of, I, I guess, to work out what difference they can make. So, you know, I think I said a bit earlier, you need to feel ownership for it. So, you know, what difference they could actually make and what, even if it's a small step, At least identify something they feel that they could do, Um, you know, and don't try and solve the world. And, you know, I think kind of really understand yourself and the people you're trying to influence. Um, And, you know, just keep at it. It doesn't happen quickly. Mm. No. (laughs) You know, Annie's getting a bigger team out of this, which is a fantastic Mm. output, isn't it? So, um, you know, it's absolutely worth worth doing because you'll be able to make more impact.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great, Annie. Final words. Um, leverage whatever resource
2: you can. You can get your hands on really, whether that's in your in your organisation, um, or whether that's outside of of where you work. Like I said, the using things like the Aura community forum is is great because you can pose a question and actually everyone's very engaged and. Will give you their time to put their feedback on there and i think that's that's great and i think you can learn from other people's forum threads as well so i think if you you say leverage whatever resource you can you get your hands on to help you understand what you can do in your business or what you could bring in from um, an external an external source that will help your business move forward but yeah just just keep at it it's make sure you can talk to the right people um Make sure that what you're you're sending in results or you're presenting is actually valuable. Don't be afraid to change it. And I've always been the same. When anyone started in my team, I've, I've always said, it's fine if you want to question how we do something because actually a change is good because otherwise it can become wallpaper. So I think if you can change up what you're doing and how you're presenting your results, that will probably help a lot because then it becomes fresher for people rather than it just being that metric that people just sees, see in the background, but don't actually
0: need to act on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's no better time as, as, as seeing things with fresh eyes. Um, I think it's it's a really good point. Mm. And, that, and that actually that the, the world has changed, that people's attention spans have changed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. actually the way we communicate um, yeah. and get people to think about something, actually that, that it, it is different to how it used to be done. It um, is. So th- yeah, so that, that is great advice. Well, thank you both so much for sharing your experience and what you've achieved. Um, there's lots of wonderful bits of advice there for everyone. So thank you so much. And obviously, we look forward to hearing uh, the winner um, <laughs> in a few weeks' time. Lovely. Yep. Thank you very thank much, so- Leanne. Thank you. So this is just one of our episodes in our series focused on the Individual Impact Client Side Award for Aura, Follow us for more.